0: One of the things that has come out in the past term of local government is that communication between citizens and municipalities is highly problematic. We have prioritized getting into this new term that we need to strengthen that. Ward councillors who are the face of government in communities are in fact what we see as a focal point uh, for strengthening that communication. Of course, there will also be other Mechanisms, including the use of technology, to continue to strengthen that, but the ward councillor and the ward committee are seen as the focal point for all of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes absolute sense. I mean, I, I've been fairly fortunate in that I live in an area where the ward councillor is pretty active and we know who the person is, and there does appear to be a fairly decent communication. Uh, it doesn't matter who 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 the the um the ward councillor represents they they still represent ultimately everyone in the community why has there been an, an issue with this it seems to talk to exactly what we want is the ward councillor is that point of of reference if if we get uh, satisfaction from the ward councillor presumably we end up with fewer problems uh, with service delivery and the like that's that's
0: correct uh, that's correct But in in terms of implementing that, which is a principle that everybody has agreed to, we've gone to put together legislation, we've elected world councillors, we've put in place world committees, and we've spoken about them. We haven't gone far enough in building the capacity of that structure to be able to engage. So it happens on an ad hoc basis. It relies on particular individuals, and their own sense of agency. So we need to be able to replicate that good experience that you have in your particular ward to make sure that it happens in every community. I think every community member that lives in any ward have the right to have that kind of experience that you are talking about, which I find uh, quite a nice one.
1: In those terms, I mean, it's, I think it's something we, we, we saw before the local government elections is dissatisfaction uh, in some communities where uh, ward councillors who people felt uh, didn't really represent them uh, were put onto the election list. Is that an important aspect of, of getting a good relationship uh, between the people and ward councillors is actually having people um, who have some familiarity with their problems and uh, indeed are locals?
0: absolutely important uh, one of the things that we pride ourselves at the local level is that unlike at the national level where we elect representatives on the party basis at the local level you represent so you elect somebody on the basis of the constituency that you represent so it could be somebody who is next door to you somebody that you can identify somebody that understands you almost at a personal level. Now, it becomes particularly important that, indeed, they are known. It becomes important that the relationship between the councillor and the community is well understood. We would like, as far as possible, to depoliticize that. It is not always possible uh, entirely. Um, But it is that point where we then need to engage with bread and butter issues. uh, And we think we need to strengthen that more and more going forward.
1: In terms of the role that uh, SALGA plays, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, municipalities, of course, every single municipality um, is a member of the South African Local Government uh, Association. It takes up uh, membership, takes up a certain amount of each and every municipality's uh, budget. Is SALGA effective enough? I mean, it's all very well getting together over these two days uh, with good intentions. But if nothing comes of it, and if if people end up going back to the municipalities and nothing comes of it, it's been a waste of time. I mean, are you happy with the, the role Saga plays and uh, the impact Saga plays in, in, in changing people's lives?
0: We are quite happy um, with the progress thus far. We do understand that there is a lot more that needs to be done. There's other instances where we have been quite effective in building overst- oversight structures and, in fact, in ensuring that these work committees are indeed established. Mm. But we are acknowledging that whereas the priority up to now has been to ensure that the structures are in place, we do need to invest in making sure that they become functional. That's the next challenge. We are quite happy that we've been successful in ensuring that they are in place. Um, but we can't we can't speak in very much confidence about the success rate across the country in terms of their effectiveness that's why this is the priority for today and tomorrow
1: yeah corruption is one of those things unfortunately uh, it's been in uh, it's in all of our awareness uh, again is that uh, something that uh, potentially is is a thorn for local ward councillors because again they do have uh, close contact and it is f- fairly simple i imagine for uh, Uh, damaging relationships to develop on that front. In terms of governing uh, those kind of relationships, what kind of things are you looking at?
0: One of the things that indicate the success of ward committees and, in fact, community engagement overall is how well they're able to play an oversight role. That oversight role, in, in practical terms, means The community member needs to know everything, including processes that are happening in the municipality, and they are then able to influence them. It includes them having access to the information, the documents, and so on. That will enable them to follow what is happening. It has happened in some municipalities, not so well in others. If you are a community member and you have access to information relating to procurement, clearly you can be able to play your oversight role better. If you have access in terms of how the budget is developed and how the budget is spent, clearly you can play your overhead role better. Part of strengthening ward committees and part of strengthening communities' engagement includes details like that. Some communities uh, and some municipalities have been able to provide this kind of access to information. Others are not. We assume that it is absolutely imperative. It is one of the fond- uh, basic foundation of our democracy, access to information.
1: And finally, that's my final question is uh, in terms of making sure people are involved in their wards. Ultimately, I suppose the message is it's not only up to the ward councillors, but also us, you and me, whoever live in our uh, wards, uh, to make sure that if we see something, it comes to light. Come again? What comes I'm, I'm saying it's important that the community actually plays an active role in their, their, their wards and doesn't just point fingers and talk about it at home. If there are problems, they must be part of the solution.
0: In fact, one of the biggest messages, and in fact, uh, I would like it to be also my parting shot, is that we are building the capacity of councillors and council officials to engage with communities at the same time. We would like, as communities, to play an active role in providing those solutions. We need a sense of agency and active citizenry that will itself be concerned about what happens in their municipality. From the time plans are being developed to the time when they're being implemented to the time when they're being reported on, we shouldn't just come at the tail end and throw stones when things have collapsed. By that time, it might be too late. We need to be involved right across the value chain. And part of our involvement now is to try and facilitate that participation across the value chain. But it requires an active citizenry that is
1: committed to the cause of that particular wars. Active citizenry. That's Sienna Nkathle, uh, Saga's executive manager in the office of the CEO. Saga having a two-day conference aimed at improving ward committees.